Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Tuesday, November the 27th, 2012. This is episode number 127 of Purple Mafia. I am your host, Joey Wygen, or Paladino Joey. Thank you again, Dylan Richardson, who was kind enough to introduce me at the beginning of the introduction there. And I thank all of you for downloading and listening to this show, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thanks always for that. And of course, Double Twist for Android users. Double Twist for Android users. Yes, sir. Thank you all of you that have chimed into the show this week. Of course, no show last week because it was bye week and wrapping up the whole lawn cleanup season. Yes, it's all over and there will be, uh, yeah, I will not be missing any uh, shows this year. <laughs> yes, sir. I will be covering every single game this year for, I think, the second time. Usually I tend to miss one or two a year, unfortunately, which is a bummer with that super uber busy schedule in November, but I made it this year. Thank you, and where's your congratulations out there, guys? Come on, be nice. Uh, not too many congratulations being passed around in the Minnesota Vikings locker room in Soldier Field, I'm sure. Minnesota, of course, trounced by the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field. A lot of us expected it. Um, of course, a lot of us expected things to go this way. Uh, sometimes things change, but this time it didn't. It's just one of those deals. You know, it's a tough league to predict, but this was, I guess, one of the easier ones to predict. <laughs> the final score was the case early, or yeah, during the fourth quarter. The Vikings with a little catch-up touchdown in that third quarter to make the score even semi-respectful. Uh, we have one, or actually two call-ins today, yeah. It's one, but two, basically. Because <laughs> it's one caller, but two calls merged together. Sebastian Balls, the king of Purple Mafia, has returned. <laughs> Thank you, Sebastian. Vintage Sebastian, back back in the business, and uh, a very passionate phone call. And uh, speaks well for the Minnesota Viking fans. You know, he is, or he, you know, <laughs> he speaks... He's like the voice of the Viking fans right there with how frustrated he is. You will uh, find the calls very entertaining this time. Hey, pretty good, actually. I very much enjoyed them, and there is no absolutely no sarcasm involved there. And it is a thumbs up, a like, we'll call it. If, like, say this is a Facebook page or something. Yes, Purple Mafia has a Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. And then, uh, so do give that a like if you could. And then, of course, there's the Twitter account at Purple Mafia show. Those, of course, are the ways to contact this show and obviously, of course, interact with me during games or even during the week. A little bit with Justin Day today, this morning. That was pretty cool. Justin in Rochester. Very, very cool indeed. And, of course, Purple Mafia show, uh, Facebook page, all kinds of interactions going on. 
yet again from the likes of Sebastian, uh, Malcolm, uh, Mark Carlson, Dave Hickey, so many others. You know, very cool. Thank you guys for that always. So, yeah, first and foremost, we'll get to the uh, the call-ins, then we'll move on and do your fan reaction out there. So, you have the floor, Sebastian Balls. Hey, Joey Sebastian. Um, not much I can say except for bitterly disappointed, shot coming, hating on my team, off the bandwagon. We are not going to make the playoffs this year. Off Ponder bandwagon, he sucks. Apples, I'm totally just bleeping myself out right there. Um, man, I, I cannot believe how bad we are right now. Peterson fumbles it twice. Yeah, he had a good game except for the fumbles. Yada, 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 what's new there? Oh, that's right, Michael Jenkins played today. He sucked apples. Holy crap, he couldn't get open if... He tried. He couldn't hit water if he fell out of a freaking boat. Oh, my. That was Ponder on that one. Oh, my goodness. I am so frustrated right now. I have a feeling this is going to be a complete emotional show and uh, frustrated on this part. Off the Vikings bandwagon for the year. Off Ponder's bandwagon. Never was on Jenkins' bandwagon. Up. No, we had opportunities. We really did. Yep. Don't, don't, don't think we didn't because we definitely did. Fourth downs. Don't give it to Peterson. No. So disappointing. Depressing. All right. Thanks for letting me call in again, Joey. Um, I'll probably be listening. So, thank you. Hey, Joey Sebastian. Um. You know how I said I was off the Vikings bandwagon? Well, I'm hanging it, still hanging on by the last piece of wood board. Just to the sheer fact of I saw a post that says the Green Bay Packers and all them other teams who virtually could have snuck us out of the playoff hunt lost. So, you know, we're still in the same position pretty much, just another game passed. Except for we really can't take first right now. So we just got to hope the Bears lose and we win, a.k.a. Yeah, right. So there's my prediction for this next week. And um, uh, Jerome Simpson, man, couldn't catch if his life depended on it. Ponder couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Peterson couldn't hold on even if he had sick him. And Michael Jenkins couldn't even get open if a cone was covering him. That is my summary for this game. Thank you for letting me call in. Be listening. Thank you. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was so awesome, Sebastian. Instant gold star. Uh, there, there it is. Gold star instantly. Right there. <laughs> That's what that sound effect was. And uh, the regular listeners of the show knew that right away when they heard it. Yeah, Sebastian, gold star for this week. And <laughs> if I continue into uh, into you know into the Facebook page and there's more, I'll pass out a silver star for someone. Should uh, you know something be totally cool? Obviously, they're all totally cool, but I'm just saying. You know, sometimes you like to give it out the comment of the week or whatever. But <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, they're. 
<laughs> those were awesome bits. Those were awesome takes. Uh, how Simpson can't catch and how Ponder <laughs> can't hit this and Peterson can't hang on. Uh, that, that was awesome, though. The Jenkins, I think, couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat or a cone couldn't guard him. That was awesome. That was classic. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> I think, yeah, the boat one was the best. I, that, that was great. And, you know, yeah, he's right. That's the best part. That's why he gets the gold star. He's right. Um, Adrian Peterson not hanging on to the football. It's like, here we go, 2000, late 2009 all over again. With uh, All over we go again for Adrian Peterson. And no, obviously we know we're not just saying, oh, it's 2009. I know it's 2012. But just saying the tendencies of what he did in 2009 kind of rearing their ugly head again after two very good seasons hanging on to the football in 2010 and 2011. Too bad both of those seasons were completely meaningless and the team had absolutely nothing to play for. But funny, when there's a little teeny bit to play for, here we go, fumbleitis returns. Ain't that just the life of Minnesota sports? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Sebastian, in and off, or off and back on the wagon. Uh, you're off Ponder's bandwagon. You know what? I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you. I can't get mad at anybody for telling me they're off the Ponder bandwagon. Uh... I don't know where I am with Ponder, honestly. If he was, uh, if the Vikings drafted somebody else and Ponder was let go, a tear wouldn't drop my eye. Honest to God. But, yeah, but, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, Ponder's just shown maybe about two games, three games in his career that he really actually looks legit. So, he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of starting to turn into one of those quarterbacks. I won't name names. I don't want to drive anyone crazy, but it's not even about driving people crazy. It's just, you know, I don't even want to name names because it's kind of like, eh, you know. <laughs> it's just he's turning into one of those quarterbacks, though, that was drafted high and just they never find it for whatever reason. Or maybe they start to show some signs that they're good, but then the tells, the tells start to take their toll on the quarterback because teams watch film on the guy and they learn about him over the course of several months, weeks, months, and stuff. And it's kind of passed around the league. Oh, if he does this, if, if, if you do this to him, you force him to do this, he's screwed. And, of course, it's Christian Ponder flushing him out of the pockets, one of the big ones. And, yeah, there's many others, I'm sure, as well, that are not named to us. Uh, <laughs> but the flushing him out of the pockets, the biggest one, obviously. The guy just... Um, can't get it done. Of course, the wide receivers can't get it done either, and that's a huge problem. Sebastian mentioning that big time along the way. Jerome Simpson is a... Is a can I drop the maturity level a little bit? But Jerome Simpson is a pile of crap. I'm sorry. Can I say that? I'll, can I just say that on the show? Can I, can I say that? Is, is it mature enough for me to say that here in episode number 127? Is, is it okay? Is, is it acceptable to you out there, guys? Yeah, he's a pile of crap. Absolutely. He is terrible, and that's kind of about as mild. He's a pile of buffalo diarrhea is what Jerome Simpson is. He is so awful. He's worthless. There we go. <laughs> Why not just say it like it is without having to say crap or other words? He's worthless. Jerome Simpson is a worthless pile of S. <laughs> okay, worthless pile of shit. There, I said it. Whatever, move on. I can swear a little bit on the show, but not too much. <laughs> I prefer not to. Uh, Sebastian swore about twice there. Okay, so this one of those shows, I guess. Is it an emotion show? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I didn't interact much this week. I didn't. I actually did that on purpose because I wanted it to be more of a inner emotion show because it's like, it's, it's time for another one. 
<laughs> and I think the emotion shows are fun. I think you guys like it, honestly. I hope you like it. Uh, some of you like the show longer, some like it shorter, some like it this, some like it that. It's, ah, eh, well, whatever. I guess we'll just do what, what do what the, what the feeling is coming out of it. This is definitely an emotion show, though, because th this was horrible. Yeah, Blair Walsh made his field goals. He did get one blocked, though. Yes, he did. So Blair Walsh misses his second field goal officially because of a block. Um, whatever. Kyle Rudolph actually uh, is still like a tight end, uh, excuse me, a touchdown threat, believe it or not. The guy has still got it. But receivers let uh, Christian Ponder down in the game. But Christian Ponder let Christian Ponder down. The offensive line let him down. Uh, Adrian Peterson fumbled. The defense wasn't very good at all. Uh, Jay Cutler is about as up and down a quarterback as you'll find in the history of the league. He is Jekyll and Hyde, ladies and gentlemen. But boy, oh boy, when he's Jekyll, when he's good, <laughs> when he's Jekyll, when he's Dr. Jekyll, he's uh, he's definitely putting on a clinic. No pun intended. Yeah, he's definitely putting on a clinic. Uh, when the guy's good, he's a top five quarterback in the league. When he's bad, he's Christian Ponder-like. Okay, did I say that? Yeah, okay. Uh-oh, I compared Jay Culler to Christian Ponder. Now Bears fans are going to get mad at me. <laughs> well, hey, I compared Christian Ponder to Rex Grossman earlier in the year, and I drove... Sebastian Crazy, maybe among unnamed others, but you know, you know what, folks? <laughs> Not everybody's going to like your takes, and that's the name of the game when you do radio. That's the name of the game. Yes, it is. There's no black, I mean, there's no gray area, there's no Fifty Shades of Gray, and I couldn't care less about the book. I don't even know what it's about, honestly. Maybe it's somebody that paints stuff gray. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I couldn't care less about it. Uh, <laughs> because I am a black and white guy. That's right. So why would I care about gray things? <sighs> yeah. The only thing good about gray is, like, I like gray shirts. And some, I guess the Twins road jerseys are gray. But they suck on the road and they suck at home, too, now. <clears throat> okay, we'll digress back into Vikings football very quickly here. <laughs> Sebastian, that call was so good, you know, I mean, calls, call, calls, you know, you could call it a merged call, so good, um, <clears throat> you know what, the bandwagon thing, I guess that's very Twin Cities-like, people are kind of off and off the bandwagon, but as long as you're still listening to the show, I can't get mad at you, you know, thank you very much for listening, and, um, I guess, turning to Sebastian during the, uh, or on the Facebook page, he said something that he missed to show last week. Well, shame on you, man. Look at you. I'll get back to that, though, in a little bit. Yeah, numbers down a little bit last week. Down a significantly. Like, yeah. It's been an up and down year with the numbers on this show. Uh, they've, we've had some spectacular weeks. We've had some very strong, very strong weeks. And last week, the last show, two weeks ago already, is kind of weak. But I guess going into the bye and a kind of a eh, win against Detroit and New Vegas, I couldn't really expect anything spectacular from the Wolves. Or wolves. I'm, yeah, I got wolves on my mind now. I wonder why, with the way that show is doing. But <laughs> Timberwolves Explosion is available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. And I guess the Timberwolves just won in the background. I guess way in the background. So, yep, that's good. Finally ended that five game losing streak. Um, but yeah, it's been an up and down year with the rating of the show, the numbers of the show for the, this show. And of course, the team play has been very sporadic as well. So I can't complain at all. I can't. As much as I'd like to, I can't. Person Harvin was out. Jake Heller in. When I wrote, when I put, posted that article on the Facebook page, it was like, yeah, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. And, of course, we lost. We didn't, we didn't lose. We got crushed. 
Uh, but first, we'll uh, get to the Facebook page here. We'll get started in a little bit here. When I posted the episode 126, is available now. Just got to read what Mark Carlson had to say about it because he's a great guy. Nice job, Paladino Joey. Another fantastic show. In fact, I think this episode is the best because you two, you took time, took time to honor our veterans. I'm really moved. Thank you for making time on your busy ske- on your busy show to pay tribute. Sure caught me by surprise. Not because I have forgotten our veterans. Far from that. <laughs> I spent Veterans Day away from home working on a project for veterans and missed the game. Wow, nice. As a veteran, yes, there you go, Mark Carlson. This has got Silver Star or Gold Star written all over it right here. But yeah, a- as a veteran, you did a first-class job, so I salute you, Joey that you took time on your show just affirms that you care. And yes, I do, Mark. Trust me, I do. Yep. So hoorah for the Purple Mafia show and all the fans. Now let's get this lean, mean Purple Mafia machine rolling and take the Bears. 73, Mark, from Iowa. That was uh, that was awesome. And it's uh, silver slash gold star time. <laughs> That was spectacular, Mark. Thank you very, very much for what you had to say there. I mean, that was uh, that was very heartfelt. I really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, I I do care. I do. I care about care about the veterans. I care about uh, care about the listeners as well, very much so. And um, I'm not always going to be here doing this show and doing the best I can to to, to show I care along the way. You know, I'm I'm a passionate guy, as you hopefully notice out there, and. Um, Certain things that come up, you know, I'll give moments of silence for certain things, like 9-11, um, lots of things like that. I even did uh, during the Timberwolves show, because obviously there's no Vikings during the time for uh, M- MLK. I mean, I yeah, I'll, I'll go, uh, I go all over, you know, so it gets interesting. <laughs> um, briefly, I'll just say this very briefly, uh, yeah, Mark Dayton brought up this whole deal where the, saying it's not a rich people's stadium, um... What is it? Seat, personal seat licenses. Ah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where the government's trying to get in the way of businesses trying to run a business, and that's not a good thing, in my mind. It's really not. I'm more of a free market type, honestly. Um, I'm not really, yeah. I'm not really a fan of necessarily, like, <laughs> not being able to afford going to a game because there's just too much of this uh, stuff going on, but at the same time, I don't know, the Viking games are already expensive as it is, <laughs> and it's like, whatever, if you can afford to go, great, if you can't, you can't, I guess, unfortunately, um, I'm not going to say if I can or can't, because it just depends on how things are at the time, unfortunately, in a brand new stadium, the prices are probably going to suck, and I know that the NFL takes advantage of it, no matter what. Unfortunately, I mean, he, I don't necessarily like it, but at the same time, it's just one of those things. And I, It's not like Mark Dayton's going to stop the whole thing from happening anyway, so I'm not too worried. I'm not going to get too much into it, so we're happy for him, I guess, at this point. The stadium is what it is, and it's going to happen, so la-di-da, I guess. <laughs> Let's continue the fan reaction, the listener reaction. Again, Purple Mafia. Dot com, or excuse me, what am I talking about? Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. 
Also, I might want to mention the call-in line, so you can be like Sebastian and call in uh, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention which show you're calling into, which, of course, the Purple Mafia show. Thank you again, Sebastian. I mean, that was, yeah, that was an awesome call. Again, I'm going to keep saying it because it really was. Yeah, it was a great call. Ah, Bava, where are we? We are bouncing around a little bit. Wow. Oh, here we go. Yep, it starts with Sebastian Balls making a accurate prediction. Vikings, Vikes will not win in Chicago because we suck ass. In my opinion, in my memory, I've only seen us have one good game there, and AP dictated them. Yeah, that was like a while ago. Was that two thousand eight? I think. I think it was actually, or was it two thousand seven? I think it was two thousand seven. Yeah, right. Yeah, now Adrian Peterson was spectacular in that game. That was a long. Yeah, that was two thousand seven. Yeah, Vikings always lose in Chicago for the most part. So good call, Sebastian. You were correct. Malcolm McSween chimes in. Of course, Malcolm's from California. He says, if the Vikes sucked ass, they wouldn't be 6-4. and four. It all depends on how CP plays. Yep. Uh, Christian Ponder, of course. And yeah, you know, I mean, they don't suck ass. <laughs> okay, boy, we're swearing too much in this thing now. Hey, now, let's all calm down a little bit. <laughs> um, accurate in terms of the loss. Yeah, I mean, you know what the Vikings are, Sebastian and Malcolm? They are mediocre. They're mediocre. Uh, me and Justin Day jumped into that earlier. Uh, Justin in Rochester on Twitter, Justin Day. Um, we're talking about that earlier this, today in the morning time. Of course, now I'm burning the midnight oil like always. I'm pretty much a night radio guy, you could say. Uh, night radio host. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he is... Yeah, I mean, we, we went over basically how the... Uh, yeah, we had a bloated early schedule with that one really impressive win over San Francisco. No, they're not horrible, but they're certainly not good either. Um, now they're 6-5, and five, unfortunately. And yeah, like you said, Malcolm, it all depends on how CP plays, and he did not play that well. And the receivers did not help at all, either. So, And you know that already, I'm sure. So that was frustration. Mark Carlson... Saying you can't get any bigger than this. It's a massive, massive Viking statue. Uh, a Viking statue. Yep. And he, uh, yeah, did some photoshopping. Very cool. Mark from Iowa says, Get up to date with Paladino Joey, your Minnesota Viking podcast, Purple Mafia show. Designed it really cool. Hey, man. Thank you for that. That's nice. So I put that into Purple Mafia lore. And we'll see. Maybe, yeah, we'll see. That's a nice look, though. Thank you for that. Maybe it'd be cool to put that, like, on a t-shirt or something. Or, yeah. <laughs> or, like, a like a card or something. It's pretty cool. Thanks for that, Mark. I do appreciate it. Uh, Sebastian saying, nice ad. Issue this. Issue to this is as known as other podcasts or radio shows because the Vikings have a lot in general, unlike the Wolves. Other show he does. <laughs> Thank you for that, Sebastian. Uh, where he has so many people who listen. Yeah, that show's doing really good. He says he makes his head spin. Uh, he'd be list- He would be listening to Brave the Wild, but no NHL. But no NHL and NHLPA wannabe. Oh, boy. More swearing. <laughs> A-holes. I'll just leave it at that. And, yeah, I agree with your frustration on the NHL there, Sebastian. But that was all over the place. Wolves, Wild, and, of course, Trouble Mafia. Yeah. 
I agree with the frustration. Yeah, Brave the Wild is another show that I do. That's the third show. Um, and yeah, I'd get, it has the smallest listenership, because partially because it's like it's uh, it's a very uh, random, sporadic release releasing of that show. There's no real schedule with Brave the Wild, and of course, the show hasn't been recorded since July because it, the hockey hasn't existed since um, the Wild have not been in the news since July fourth. So. Leave that as is. Sebastian continues saying, Hey, Mark, you're really busting on... missing ass to get another gold star, huh? Ha, ha, ha. Yep, you guys, yep, yeah, I'm going all out. Yep, you got a, You got another gold star. Both of you did. Basically, like a silver gold star. Both of you, did. <laughs> you guys, are, guys are greedy. Sebastian says, why? About going all out? Look at you, Sebastian. Look at you. What are you, hating over there? He's hating. Yeah, a little bit. Mark Carlson again says, Can you believe it? I'm cheering for Detroit. That was, of course, during Thanksgiving. Watching the game at home today. That must have been relaxing, of course. Uh, Detroit almost... No, that was not Thanksgiving. That was last Sunday. I'm stupid. And, of course, they did not win against Green Bay. They almost did, though. They almost did, and the Packers got demolished by New York. We'll get into that when we get into the NFC uh, North Roundup later. Eventually, by like, you know, like three hours from now. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Malcolm responds with saying, and they should have won, but oh well. At least the Packers didn't look too good. And no, they didn't. For, in the second week in a row, they didn't look good. So conveniently, when they come to play the Vikings, yeah, we know what's going to happen, don't we? Just like the Bears. Oh, well, we better get up and kick this team's butt because we got to keep ourselves in gear here after losing this last game, you know, just like the Bears did. And the Packers, ah. Uh, what a bummer. Bears got demolished by uh, San Francisco. Packers got demolished by New York. Hmm. Two teams that were in the NFC title game last year. Yes, sir. Mark Carlson responding to Malcolm saying it's going to be tough as the season finishes. If we play hard, play smart, and watch the clock, maybe we can rise to the top. Luck won't be enough. There isn't much luck. Let's go down fighting and I wish they did. <laughs> They're going to have to get better, I guess. They're going to have to play a hell of a lot better to beat the Packers. Malcolm uh, with another thread saying, for what it's worth, Packers looked like crap yesterday. Barely beating a team we beat twice. And even though Cutler is out, well, he was, <laughs> the Bears took a bad team. Look bad against the team we beat as well. So, yeah. It's a different situation, though, of course. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, everything just yeah everything just snowballed yesterday though. Unfortunately, Malcolm, mm. Brent Jacobson chiming in. I thought he was going to call in. What's going on here? Second show in a row. He's like, uh, <laughs> texted me saying, "Have you done your show yet? Uh, can I still call in?" But then he didn't call in. What's going on? I don't know. Uh, let me know though. For actually, you did call in, and for some reason, I didn't get it. So, yeah, let me know, Brent. That's a note to you out there. A little private message on yeah that, that everybody can hear. <laughs> he says, "Why well, I'm a Vikings fan, not a Packers fan. Green is the color of grass. Grass gets smoked. Purple is color of royalty." Well, there you go. <laughs> Classic Brent Jacobson line there. Got it like that. Oh my goodness, uh, Sebastian saying, "Hey Joey." Oh, missed not having a show. Excuse me, you did not say you missed the show. You said you missed not having a show. Sorry about that, Sebastian. I listened back to an old one. Yep, that's cool that you went uh, retro. Yeah, that, I like that. Sebastian, you're awesome, man, for that. Uh, he said, I listened back to an old one when his Zolgad, of course, Jeff Zolgad, 
uh, what am I talking about? Zol yeah, Judd Zolgan, not Jeff. Judd Zolgan said, talk to uh, you prior to the making of the show. Yeah, I do remember that. Good times. I miss the old shows. Well, here is my prediction on this day. Vikings 6, Bears 34. Color 364 passing yards. Ponder 82 yards. Let's look at the stats, see just how close he was. But the score, if not that far off, that was actually a pretty good call. <laughs> Ponder had 159 yards and Keller had 168. So, eh, passing numbers not quite on, but eh, whatever. Who cares? It's still Ponder was terrible and Keller looked better. Right? So, Sebastian was close. So, we'll say close enough for Sebastian there. You know, I generated a lot of responses. Jeez, but like, luckily they're short, so I'll get to them real quick. Mark's saying he missed the show, too. Listen to the last week's show again. Wow, cool. He's picked the Vikings to win and said Kool-Aid. Sebastian's saying, oh, Mark, that must have been some good Kool-Aid. Mark says, gulp. I'm glad uh, Sebastian responds with, I'm glad Joey is not a Kool-Aid drinker. Makes the show better. Thank you for that, Sebastian. And no, I'm not a Kool-Aid drinker. He says, hey, Joey, I'm off the Vikings bandwagon. Might be a Colt fan for now. So are you still a Colt fan, Sebastian? Are you? You know, if, um, usually my second favorite team is the New England Patriots, which may drive a lot of you nuts. And another team that I like, and because I liked them even before the, the Patriots, was 49ers. You know, Joe Montana, Steve Young. So I like those two teams. I like teams like that, that are more on the classy side versus the cocky Cowboys and the, and the chippy Steelers. I hate teams like that. And of course, Packers and all them. Ah, no way, never. Uh, yeah, so jumping around. <laughs> Sebastian said he's just leaving the bandwagon, not the show. Mark saying, win or lose, it's great to be a Viking fan. Don't have to be on the wagon, just cheering and having fun. Um, Sebastian, a couple more responses saying, I love how I said it. And Winfield got a pick, and then we got a TD. I'm still off. <laughs> oh, Sebastian. He says, Ugh, okay, we stop them now. Let's not suck. Hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, man, you guys are funny. Intense. Whoa. Vikings first half equals second. Boy, my goodness. Sheesh. Yeah, I better, I better add some bleeps here to the show. <laughs> oh, I forget what call that was now. God, gone. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. Sebastian not happy about a Calder in the game there. Very frustrated. Yeah, there were some bad ones. There were some... Yeah, I think I know which one he means. And there there were some bad calls during the game. Oh, man. There were some really bad ones. Luckily, they, luckily that quote-unquote interception by the Bear uh, secondary... Uh, that ball was clearly rolling on the ground. It was a dead play. Yet luckily, that didn't count. Thank God there. Mark saying, watching at the local pub today, almost halftime. So much hope, so much disappointment. That about sums it up. That about sums it up. We're going to kind of leave that as is. Kind of a... Well, let's see. Said Mark saying he's already spicy food. Hoping for a better second half. Malcolm saying ordering some hard drinks. I can't handle this. My roommate is a bear strand also. Oh, boy. Yeah, that can't be fun. No, that can't be. But Dylan Richardson is a Bears fan, so I'm not too mad at Bears fans just because of him, I guess. <laughs> so he's uh, yep, you gotta love Dylan Richardson. Brent Jacobson posting something very interesting up there about uh, you know looking at the looking at free agents. So we're already talking free agency. Look at you, but actually no, it's good stuff. Do check out what Brent Jacobson posted up there. 
the 2013 free agents and NFL trade rumors and all that good stuff. Very, very interesting. Um, I'm not going to delve too deep into free agency at this point because it's still kind of halfway middle of the year or so. But he's saying, oh, you know, Joe Flacco is the cream of the crop for the quarterback, so of course we're not going to get him. And, yeah. He calls uh, Jason Campbell the cream of the crap because <laughs> he'd be a free agent. Yeah, I mean, the free agent receivers or potentially available receivers like Dwayne Bowe and Mike Wallace. Yeah, of course. Hey, that would be awesome. Dwayne Bowe is probably more likely to be available than Wallace, but who knows? We'll, we'll get deeper into that as things go, but uh, those of you jump in there and give that a look. It would be cool. Brent Jacobson making something very interesting. Making a very interesting statement, though, that I'll read first. Um... Before we move on, he said there's an outside shot that Greg Childs, Greg Childs, comes back, rediscovers his potential, and makes an impact. Oh my god! That would be quite a story. Uh, uh, almost called you Sebastian. That'd be quite a story, Brent. Um, hey, I hope so. But <laughs> would be quite a story. Brent saying, I admit Childs is a long shot. Here are a few guys who fit Spielman's modus operandi. I love that. That is cool. Fancy words there. Both modus operandi of guys coming up their first contract that have upside. What just happened here? So, yeah, guys, do check that out. Um, some interesting names. <laughs> De Niro Alexander... Lewis Murphy, Mohamed Masakwai, Masakwai, I love that name, from the Browns. Chaz Shillins, say to you. <laughs> Brian Hartline from the Dolphins. So yeah, check those guys out, guys. Uh, Sebastian saying two two word summary for the game: poor fundamentals. Yep, it was poor fundamentals. You can't hang on to the ball, can't catch the ball. Bad, you know, horribly inaccurate passing, bad decision making. Guy's just not getting it done. Guy's not able to get open. Yeah, good job, Sebastian. Great, great job. <laughs> great job on this show this week. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It's about almost it for the uh, Facebook page here. Uh, let's see if there's a couple more responses. Yep, after I mentioned the... Yes, we'll say it's real. Yep, it was just after I posted the Star to be Mark Carlson's response to it. Wow, when it was Percy Harvin out, Jay Keller in, Mark Carlson saying, clearly not our best effort today. Fun watching with the family at the local pub. Need to address the quarterback position. Still can't understand the third and goal pass play. Terrible. And, um, yeah, I'm sure that was the one that, yeah, that's the one that uh, Sebastian meant in the phone call earlier. Yeah, that was a bad call. That was a bad call. The coaching was not good. The Vikings got out coached. Yeah. The Vikings coaches got outcoached on Sunday, big time. And Lovey Smith is not exactly the best coach in the league here. Uh, no, he's not. He's decent. I'm not saying fire the guy, but he's not that good. And uh, he got outcoached. Uh, Leslie Frazier got outcoached. Excuse me. Yeah, it was not impressive. So now <laughs> we're going to slide into the Twitter a bit here. Um, let's just briefly... Yeah, I'm not gonna get too much deep into it. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, we're gonna read. We're gonna read the Severson and uh, Dan Taylor. Not gonna get all the way deep into what me and Justin Day had to say overall. I'm gonna try to break that down as best I can. But first, Brent Jacobson with a nice shout out along there. Uh, yeah, connecting me with 
Paul Allen, PA, now has a, uh, that's, of course, the voice of the Vikings and host in KFN now has a Twitter account. That's nice. He's saying, good purple people, Edel, purple, good purple people. He put me with Paul Allen. So thank you for that. That's at Purple Mafia Show, of course. Thank you, Brent. You're awesome for that. Jake Severson saying, just on, turned on to your, tuned uh, into your latest podcast. Thanks for the shout out and reading all my thoughts on it. Very cool. Yes, you're welcome, Jake. And hello again. <laughs> you're back, Jake. You're back on. I, yep, you were talking to me on Wolves Explosion. I'm not sure if you know that's me, but it is. Yeah, that Timberwolves Explosion. Yep, <laughs> you you probably know, of course, because you listen to this. I mentioned Timberwolves Explosion. So, yeah, that's the Twitter for that. So, yep, you interact with me on there, which is cool. You'll hear your, you'll hear your name on that show as well. Uh, it says, when Ponder has those good, solid games, we honestly just... Are just as good as any team in the NFL, and when Ponder is good, yes, we are a competitive team. It's just the problem is he's not. Yeah, they're, they're so rare. When he yeah, he was great in that Forty Nine er game, and the Vikings looked awesome. Since then, nope, <laughs> nope. Brent with another awesome shout out, Brent Jacobson. It's at Brent for Liberty, by the way. Uh, and by the way, Jake Severson's uh, Severson's. Um. Twitter is at Jake underscore Severson. Yes, sir. Give him a follow. Why not? And at Brent for Liberty, the number four. Brent for Liberty. Ron Paul Revolution, which I agree with, by the way. <laughs> he says, great podcast and loyal to the Vikings. Purple Mafia Show. Thank you very much. Let's see, where are we here? Tim Rushenberg retweeting things about Jerry Kill. Yeah, I couldn't believe Jerry Kill had another seizure, by the way, guys. Yeah. I think the guy should look uh, a new profession. Yeah. Dan Taylor. Dan Taylor at Dan Taylor 26. All one word, no underscore, anything like that. Says Vikings time. We'll probably lose, but it should be a good game. Said that was about as lame as the first quarter gets. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely terrible. Dan then saying, this feels like every game last year. They just look lost, and they can't keep it close, and they have no chance. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was a lot like last year. Pardon me. Oh, absolutely a lot like last year. I, it's <laughs> last year. Vikings looked like a 3-13 and team on Sunday. Yes, they did. That was pitiful. Absolute crap. It really was. Unwatchable and um, uncompetitive. Yep, Dan Taylor always always right on the money. He really is. And he's got some more stuff coming up here that I favorited and retweeted because it was awesome. Chris Sims saying, um, we all did when I said the call was reversed. I knew that was going to happen. That was Winfield's touchdown. Yeah, it got reversed. It's like, yeah, we, we just knew that was going to happen. And it did. Yep. <laughs> Vikings, yeah, I mean, and, yeah, it was just one of those things. Uh, Dan Taylor saying, Simpson has worse hands than Berrigan, which is actually quite impressive. Oh, come on! <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, that was awesome. Wow. <laughs> that was awesome, Dan. You know, it is quite impressive. Yeah, Simpson is, yeah, oh, there you go. Simpson is Bernard Berrigan. Same thing. Same bleep, since i got to stop swearing here in this show. Same bleep, different player. You know? Exactly. It's exact same thing. 
where you bring him in as this deep threat. Here we go. This guy's going to help things. He's going to open up the game, open up that passing game. Nah. Totally sucks. Completely washed. And he's never going to play another down in the NFL, just like Bernard Berrien. Just watch, folks. Jerome Simpson will never play another down in this league after he leaves the Vikings. What do you think of that? What do you think of that prediction? <laughs> you know what? It wouldn't surprise me one bleeping bit. What do you think? How many downs has Bernard Berrien played since he left the Vikings? Zip. That's right. So it seems like the mediocre to, uh, you know, the mediocre deep threat receivers that there's a reason why they're not, like, paid their, their day. They don't blow up because they're just not that great. They just had a good year or so, a semi-good year. It seems like they come here to die. And uh, I think that's going to happen with Simpson, unfortunately. <laughs> Another swear word. Yee-hee! Oh, it's funny. Well, that was bleeping terrible, really. What happened to this team? That was Dan Taylor there. <laughs> yeah, it was bleeping terrible. The only reason why the Vikings had 10 points is because they scored a touchdown in the third quarter. It was terrible. And here we go. Anthony. Antonio Fett. It's Antonio at Antonio Fett. It's all one word. F-E-T-T after Antonio. Says, love the show. Any chance you could give a shout out to my dad in Iowa? I'm sure you know the name. Mark Carlson. Hashtag big fan. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. I'm a big fan of Mark Carlson. <laughs> and, you know, anybody related to him. So thank you, Anthony. Yeah, very nice to meet you. Or Antonio, very nice to meet you. Welcome aboard the show. And Mark Carlson, yes, sir. Always going to be a shout out to you. Always. And, uh, he, yep, his name is uh, reflected quite a bit on this show <laughs> via that Facebook group. Very cool. Again, so nice to meet you, Anthony. Alicia Forbes saying, uh, no, this is, nope, no way. That's a, uh, that is spam, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to move on that one. <clears throat> Justin at J-Day, J-Day underscore 24. That's Justin Day. Very knowledgeable Viking fan. Always awesome to hear from him. Says, hey, Joey, I am good. And, of course, I down, I'm, I'm down with the, uh, with Provo Mafia. You were concerned last week. I actually liked the show at 40 minutes. Well, it's about 40 right now, so I apologize. <laughs> you know, it was fun to make it shorter. It, it was, uh, because, you know, and, you know, I, I had to because of the busy schedule. This one's long because of, yeah, this one's going to be long because of exactly what Justin says here. Guessing this week will be a bit longer with the destruction that was and what I'm afraid will be. Exactly. Uh, then we get into kind of you know, debating a bit about Jacksonville, or excuse me, about KFAN people, and we also talk about uh, the Vikings schedule is front-loaded, and <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why the Vikings have a decent record, because it was front-loaded a bit outside of that 49er game, so there's a lot of back and forth there, also with Dallas, Dice, Zenba, also back and forth, that's obviously one word as well, um, yeah, it's up and down. I ripped the morning show a little bit, and it's uh, some of its members. Not a fan of the KFN morning show. Let's just, uh, I'll just throw that out there. Uh, it's not, just just not my thing at all. At all. Um, but though I do like Viking fan line because it does give me vibe, and I get into that with Dallas Deitzenbach. So, uh, <laughs> very cool. Yep, I get into that with him. Um, it's a lot of, uh, yeah, the fan, the fan interaction means a lot to me, actually, and it gets me going in the direction I'm going on the show today. So, at Purple Mafia Show is the Twitter account. Do give it a follow. There it is. So we'll conclude that part. 
bit of more stats to look at, I guess, during the game. Jarius Wright with seven catches. He was targeted ten times in the game. Jarius Wright goes from a guy that basically was an urban legend to a guy that's not bad. He's like, I guess, a a broke, homeless man's uh, Percy Harvin, I guess, for the Vikings right now. But, he, you know, he, he's an NFL player. He has a spot in this league, in my opinion. There, there's no doubt about it. <sighs> oh, look at Jerome Simpson's numbers, though, ladies and gentlemen. Just just look at it. One catch for one yard! Asinine, ball brain, cockamamie, ridiculous fashion! Jerome Simpson is bleeping horrible! Yes, he is. He was targeted five times and made one catch. Five times and one catch. And he got one yard. What a deep threat. Oh, he is a deep threat, folks. He's such a deep threat, he should be at the bottom of the ocean. That's the only deep that Jerome Simpson is. Get out of here. That's what i got to say about Jerome Simpson. You know, I mean... Uh, I'm not even going to make any pot jokes because, yeah, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Let's just say if a guy is caught for that, maybe you shouldn't have. Maybe, you know, uh, 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 I'm not even going to go there. It just, you know, I, I guess I guess it worked with Percy Harvin. <laughs> I guess, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, look at the guy's career numbers. Big deal, you know? Big deal. At best, he's like, you know, you know what it reeks of? A guy that can break loose sometimes, but can't catch. That's what it. That's what I was saying back in the spring when we signed him. You look at his numbers. Just looking at his numbers without watching an ounce of film on the guy, he's a deep threat that can't catch. There's a reason why a deep threat isn't used as much or doesn't have that that doesn't have breakout numbers. It's because he can't catch. If he could catch, he'd be a star, right? Or he'd at least have like a thousand yards, which is. Eh, you know, borderline star range. You know, Kadri Ishmael was a guy who would get five, six hundred yards for the Vikings back in the day because he couldn't catch. But on occasion, he would catch a, a few, and it was wahoo, here we go, rock and roll. 40-yard gain, 50-yard gain. And here it is, the pass to Kadri Ishmael. Third and 20 dropped. Out comes the punter. The pass to Kadri Ishmael. Warren Moon drops back, thrown right onto his numbers. It's bumped, it's tipped in the air, and intercepted. You know, and that's basically the story of these type of players. They can't catch, and often they make horrible mistakes as well. And they make the quarterback look even worse than he is. <laughs> Moon was a, was a guy that forced plays way too much, and it's why he never won a playoff game in his entire career. Uh, Christian Ponder, I don't know if he's going to win a playoff game in his career, honestly. I don't know. And I guess that's just one of those things. We're, we're happy for him. <laughs> John Carlson made a catch in the game. And it was a kind of key third down, so that was nice. But this team just doesn't use John Carlson for whatever reason. I have no idea. Michael Jenkins, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you, as Brent Jacobson would say. Devin Aromashooter was targeted three times in this game and did not make a catch. That's frustrating, because I like Devin Aromashooter, but... Uh, he's another one of those guys who can be a deep threat but can't always catch. But I like him more than Jerome Simpson. I do. Uh, Vikings again. Field position, not that great. Though Marcus Sherrills did have a 38-yard return, which was nice. Outside of that, though, he's fair catch Marcus. He's fair catch Sherrills, you could say, on the punt returns. He's, he's okay in kick returns. But punt returning, he's a fair catch guy. 
Uh, the Bears kicker, Gold, had about a billion touchbacks as well, so only one kick return was available to Marcus Sheros, Maya Asiata, and Josh Robinson returning with decent returns on the kicks, but not a single punt return in the game. But then again, the Bears didn't punt that much either because they just didn't have to. <laughs> Good stuff. Vikings only amassing one stack in the game. That was by Fred Evans, who's obviously a decent player. Uh huh. Greenway, yep, as mentioned by Justin Day on the Twitter account, saying that, yeah, he was yeah great. We're happy for him. He had a fumble, like, roll to him. And, yeah, you're correct. He had a fumble, basically, roll to him. That doesn't make him a star. I agree. I agree. Uh, Chad Greenway is a decent player, but never going to be great. Anton Winfield is great. And he had a very good game, actually, though he did get beat once or twice during the game. And he had that, oh, that was the call. That was the bullcrap call. Now I got you, Sebastian. Yep, when he was blowing up about a horrible call on Facebook. Yep, it was a horrible call of holding, I believe it was, against or pass interference against Antoine Winfield. That was a horrible call. And I'll tell you one thing, guys. This was the same officiating crew in the, uh, that was uh, at the Green Bay Packer game uh, in 2010, where there was like about a billion horrible calls, and Brad Childress blew up in this press conference about it. Same crew. So I'll just leave that as is. Uh, Vikings pass rush, absolute urban legend this week. It's total crap. You know how he was doing kind of like an urban legend of the week? Is the Vikings pass rush. You could say the Urban Legend of the Week is Jerome Simpson, like why he's even in the league. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right at this point, the Urban Legend is that Jerome Simpson was a, supposed to be a deep threat. He has not been a deep threat the entire season. No. And I'm going to leave the rant alone at this point. That's I've made my point there. Uh, the Bears pass rush, you know, it was there. It wasn't as insane as you'd expect, but it was good enough to make Christian Ponder not look that good. They only got two sacks in the game, but Ponder was on his back a lot and he was hurried a lot. Hard to hard to be successful when you're on your back, basically. There's not much more to say about this game other than it's just it was classic late uh, November, early December football in Chicago where it just never seems to go well for the Minnesota Vikings. It just never does. Michael Bush is a stud. That was a great addition by the Chicago Bears. They finally got the number two running back of their dreams because they kept trying to get the big name number two running back. They struck out. They almost struck out. This was their third try at it. Third time was a charm. See, first, see, they tried to get the ultimate number two running back to help out Matt Forte in there. 2010 season, they had a guy by the name of Chester Taylor. Complete bomb. Didn't work out at all in Chicago. Last year... I don't know why I'm blanking. <laughs> oh my goodness, why am I blanking? They brought in the former cowboy slash golden gopher. I am blanking for some reason. <clears throat> I have no idea why I'm blanking on his name, but uh, you guys know who he is. <laughs> why am I blanking? Now I'm going to go crazy here. But, <coughs> excuse me, you get the idea. They bring in Michael Bush. He had like a 60-yard, two-touchdown game. Good stuff. Good stuff, indeed. Um, very, very good. Oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting the guy's name, and I should absolutely know it. It's an easy one. It really is. 
As I continue to click around here, it's it's finally coming back to me. It's Marion Barber. Marion Barber. So I apologize for the brain fart there. I don't know why it was so difficult, but <laughs> it's just sometimes you're blank and it's because the guy completely vanished. In you know, I, I don't know why he vanished, honestly. Marion Barber was fantastic and uh, went to the Bears and died. Michael Bush did not go to the Bears and die. Chester Taylor did and Marion Barber did, but yeah, not Michael Bush, and that might be what helps get the Bears. You know, if they, you know, whenever they figure out if they're Jekyll or Hyde, whenever they figure that out, <laughs> which will be someday, hopefully before they're, hopefully before they cease to exist, <laughs> they will. Uh, yeah, if they do figure out that they're Jekyll, they're going to the NFC title game and maybe the Super Bowl. Probably not the Super Bowl, but I think there's a very good chance the Bears could find their way in the NFC title game if they're playing well talented enough to get there. So that's my take on the Bears. That's about enough of reviewing this game. I've had more than enough. We're going to take a quick break, and ladies and gentlemen, it's Packer Week. Let's win this game. Skull Vikings honor your name. Go get their first down, then get a touchdown. Rock them, sock them, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. V I K I N G S. Skull Vikings, let's go. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor here on Purple Mafia, episode number 127, which is a reminder for iPod users and Double Twist users on Android phones or Android devices. Yep. Thank you again for joining the show. It's Packer Week. How excited are you guys? We're trying to be excited. Yep, we're, we're trying. We're having a hard time, aren't we? Very hard time. Um, <laughs> we're kind of going to briefly jump into the NFC uh, round where it's, it's kind of like merged together because obviously the Minnesota Vikings play Chicago. The Bears look good when they play well, and they look like crap when they play bad. But they played better. They played well more often than not this year. It's just the few games they played bad. They looked freaking horrible. But the Bears still leading the division. Detroit could not hold home field against the Houston Texans. They lose in overtime, thirty-four to thirty-one. This is the only outside of the. Uh, 
the sh- these are the only outside of like the the show basically uh, game we'll say because obviously the back the Packers NFC North roundup will have to do with their preview so you get the idea. Detroit loses on Thanksgiving like they seem to always do because they're just not ever that great. They are now four and seven. Their season all all but completely done. Arian Foster getting 102 yards on them, two touchdowns. Matthew Stafford passing like a like a just a madman. 61 attempts, 31 completions. That's actually only 50 percent. Okay, that's not that good. But 441 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, they're a little bit pass happy in Detroit. Where oh where are you, Barry Sanders? Remember those days, just how different things were. The leading rusher for the Bears was Joyke Bleepin' Bell. Yeah, Joyke Bell. <laughs> and he only ran five times. Mikhail Lechio ran for 32 yards and 12 attempts. We're happy for him. Um, but the receiving game, this was a... If, if you like watching passing game, you like watching quarterbacks go crazy... And receivers blow up. Well, this was the game for you. Calvin Johnson with eight catches, 140 yards. Ryan Broyles, 126 yards and six catches. Brandon Pettigrew with eight catches, 74 yards. And then the stat of the week, nine catches for 188 yards for Andre Johnson, though he did not get in the end zone. The Houston Texans win in a shootout in Detroit. The the Lions could not hang on to a... uh, not hang on to the lead there. They blow it. They were up 31-24 pretty much the whole fourth quarter, but then the Houston Texans with less than, two, you know, but right, right right, at the two-minute warning, tie, tie it up with a touchdown on the goal line, getting Arian Foster to the goal line and getting it in there. Shane Graham, oh, I remember him. He was at Cincinnati forever, finishing things off with a 32-yard field goal with two minutes remaining in overtime. They avoid a tie, and the Houston Texans are now 10-1 and with the top record in the league. Home field advantage, here we come, Houston Texans. Could you imagine the Houston Texans in the Super Bowl? The possibility exists and persists. Yes, it does. NFC North Roundup, Green Bay Packers. Well, let's get to it quickly. Let's get to it very quickly, actually. (laughs) Green Bay Packers destroyed. Uh, the New York Giants, gotta love that. Giants playing at home and getting it, taking care of business in a 38-10 to 10 romping. This, of course, does not reflect on who the Green Bay Packers are. Though they are only 7-4 and four now. And I predicted Green Bay to win 12 games. So that would mean they're going to have to win the next, their next 5 games, which they will not. They're going to win 10 or 11 games this year. Um, but the Packers won the Super Bowl with 10, game, with 10 wins. The Giants have won the Super Bowl with 10 wins, and they've also won it with 9, as they did last year. So anything can still happen with either one of these teams. The Giants and Packers, 7-4. and four. A lot of people would not be surprised if this is a preview of the NFC title game, but if it is, Giants go back-to-back Super Bowl champions, in my humble opinion, because nobody's going to beat the Giants in the Super Bowl, and the Packers will never beat the New York Giants in the playoffs, as long as Eli Manning is the quarterback. End of sermon. There's really not much you can get off of this game though for the Vikings against the Packers. Uh, Vikings against the Packers. You really think the Packers are going to play this poorly against the Vikings? Does anybody in their right mind see this happening? <laughs> if you do, you're real funny. <laughs> Hilarious. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, the Packers defense isn't that great, but it's not as bad as the, as it showed in this game. And Eli Manning passed all over these guys. Beyond, 
And he didn't even have, like, the night, the greatest stats ever. And he still threw for three touchdowns. I mean, the Giants own the Packers in the worst way. You know, Aaron Rodgers wasn't terrible, but he certainly wasn't that great. He was shut down fairly well with 220 yards. But only one interception, so it wasn't like turnover city. But, you know, at the same time, the defense was, was good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers also losing a fumble. The Packers can't, couldn't really run, but they didn't really... You know, that wasn't really in the cards because you're down by a million points and you have the best quarterback in the league, supposedly. You better get the passing game moving, and it just didn't. The Giants just ran all over the field on the Green Bay Packers. They just had their way with them, big time. And, uh, well, (laughs) more power to the New York Giants. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the Super Bowl again, honestly. But we'll get to that when the time comes. It ain't playoff time, but boy, I'm looking forward to doing those shows. If the Vikings are in or not, it is so fun doing Purple Mafia during the postseason, and I will do it like I do it every year. I love it oh so very much. And I, and the numbers went up last year during those games because I think you guys liked it. And hopefully you'll tell your friends to listen, your friends that might be fans of those other teams. Um, I'd like to be. I'd like this to be more of an NFL general friendly show because Timberwolves Explosion is doing really well doing that with the NBA. Obviously, highly favors the Timberwolves, but it goes. It branches out to other teams in the league, and of course, I mean, we do branch out to other teams, especially the division, because we're going to always be talking about the Packers and Bears and Lions all the time. We talk about the Niners and the Giants, but yeah, when when we branch out into the league, it gets to be a lot of fun. And uh, I guess I'm kind of doing that right now a little bit. New York Giants. Yeah. Don't be surprised if this is a... Don't be surprised if they're back in it again. But, I mean, the NFC, I think, is wide open in terms of... There's a lot of there's a lot of good teams in this conference. Any of them could win it. Anybody but Atlanta. With their great record, they are not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm throwing that out right now. <laughs> That's a preview as to where I'm headed when it is, when it is playoff time. They're not going anywhere, man. Atlanta, until they prove it with their 10-1 and record. It's not going to be Atlanta and, and uh, Houston. Sorry. <laughs> no freaking way. But I made that point already. Uh, Green Bay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. We know. So it's kind of like, you know, you can't really go off much from this game with Green Bay. They're not as good as last year. And we know that. But Aaron Rodgers is still an elite quarterback. He's got 28 touchdown passes, despite the fact that just this team is not as good as last year. His, his efficiency number still off the charts unbelievable. 28 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Um, he is, yeah. He's lost two fumbles this year, believe it or not, and that was one of them yesterday. Looks a little different with that mustache. What the hell is he doing? Hmm. Yeah, he's getting kind of weird with that. <laughs> Um, Aaron Rodgers is never going to have 45 touchdowns and 6 interceptions again. But he's going to have his 38 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. I think that's realistic still. He might wind up with that this year. He's pretty much headed for about that. Quarterback rating significantly over 100, like always. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, I want the Vikings to win so bad against the Packers. But it's like, there's no realistic... There's no reason to believe they're going to. Um, the Packers' defense isn't isn't as bad as it was last year either, which is kind of funny. It's not. It's not a statistical disaster like it was last year. But 
just in general, the Packers aren't as good. Vikings heading to Green Bay, though. Like, they have no chance in hell. December 2nd. And we'll, so, so watch us win. No, I, I don't know if the Vikings... The way things are headed right now, I don't know if the Vikings are going to win a game during Aaron Rodgers' career in Lambeau Field. And I, I, you know, I really, really... You know how much that hurts for me saying that right now? But with Christian Ponder at quarterback and... For the foreseeable future, like we're talking probably all of next year, ladies and gentlemen. Like it or not, Christian Ponder is probably going to be the quarterback next year. And because they, you know, the, the current regime wants to see, you know, because I mean, a lot of their career, you know, like Rick Spielman, that is, his career really bases on the success of Christian Ponder right now. His future with the Vikings is really connected to that. And, uh, so uh, Christian Ponder is going to be the quarterback next year, barring some type of horrible injury or something, or some type of miracle pickup, like some guy just blows up beyond belief, like when Randall Cunningham did over Brad Johnson, but that was just a one-year affair. Um, but barring something crazy happening, like my uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson blowing up, or Joe Webb becoming a star out of the blue, Christian Ponder's the guy, and right now I, I don't see Christian Ponder winning in Green Bay. I don't see it happening, and I don't know who would replace Christian Potter and who would be successful. Vikings just have no success in Green Bay during the Aaron Rodgers era, though then again, we have won there once when Brett Favre was the quarterback. We have beaten Aaron Rodgers there with Brett Favre at quarterback, but obviously that was 2009. That was a great team, but that was uh, like a million years ago, it seems like, unfortunately. So... You know, I'm I'm not just doing this off of past history. It's just common sense, you know. It's just common sense. Green Bay barely beats Detroit. They get destroyed by by the New York Giants, you know, in New York or East Rutherford, New Jersey, to be technical. Do you really think the Vikings are going to win in Green Bay in that situation? Ah, you know, it's it just reeks of like a 38 to like, you know, one of those type of games, 38 to 10 type games. Like the same situation, basically, where the Vikings are what Green Bay was and the Giants are, uh, excuse me, the Packers are what the Giants were. <sighs> Just not as bad, I guess. Um, obviously, Green Bay has a lot of, they have a lot of talented players on their defense, but they also have a lot of injured guys, that, you know, as well. And they have that Percy Harvin wannabe and Randall Cobb, who's a pretty good Percy Harvin wannabe, I guess. He's the closest thing to that. He's very young as well. At only 22 years of age. A young 22, by the way. <sighs> yeah, that, that guy's going to be a big problem for the Vikings because they're not really good at covering guys like Randall Cobb or the Percy Harvin types. The Vikings aren't good at covering those type of guys because their linebackers aren't very good. <laughs> And our secondary is just, you know, up and down. Man, you know, early in the year, they looked so good. Harrison Smith and stuff looks, and such looks so good. I mean, Anton Winfield's having a wonderful renaissance-type year, but it's probably going to go by the wayside. You know, too bad Anton Winfield wasn't healthy and playing like this in 2009. It's just another one of those deals where, doggone it, you know. That's why it's so hard to win a championship, because you can never, you know, you need everything to fall into place. And it just never seems to happen for us, <laughs> for for the Vikings. You know, million years into their, you know, existence. Plain and simple, Green Bay's pass. Green Aaron Rodgers is going to pass all over the Vikings. 
Ponder's probably going to be forced into some turnovers, and of course you're going to have the likes of um, Playmaker, <laughs> A.J. Hawk and such, just running all over the Vikings. Though actually Claymaker's hurt, so maybe not. <laughs> the Vikings are not going to beat the Packers, though. As much as I want it to happen, as much as I would just be so excited if it did happen, they're not going to beat them. They're just not. It's just one of those things. There's nothing you can do. God, I want to. Ah, God, I want the Vikings to beat the Packers so bad. Wouldn't that be awesome? But no, it's going to be... Uh, 35-10. You know, I, do I have to say that? Yeah, I guess. 34-10. to 10. There we go. I took a point off. <laughs> Just to make the math make a little more sense. <sighs> Green Bay, 34. Minnesota, 10. Yeah, we're going to get 10 points just like this week. It's going to be very similar to this week. Vikings play on the road in the cold. Christian Potter doesn't do anything. It won't be 45-7 to 7 like last year, but it's going to be <coughs> similar. I mean, the receivers still can't catch. And even when Percy Harvin's healthy, Ponder still looks like crap. And Percy Harvin was going crazy, blowing up at the coach because he's frustrated with Christian Ponder, which we know that has to do with it. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, supposedly he said something like, get a quarterback in here, supposedly. Yeah, you might need to. And that's too bad because I wish, I really wish Christian Ponder was that guy. Ah, oh, man. Just think about it. Aaron Rodgers, 26th overall pick. Christian Ponder, 12th. Damn, you know? Think about it. Why can't we be the one getting lucky like that? You know? But such is the story of sports, I guess. I mean, everybody wishes they got this guy. And, yeah, it's just one of those things. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is not the 26th, he's 24th. But, yeah, close enough. You get the idea. Mid-20s. Mid-20s, folks. But that's just how it goes. Such is sports, such is life. Green Bay wins, and that's all there is. That's all you need to say, unfortunately. So, we'll be back next week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com. Do check out that website. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Timberwolves Explosion is on it, of course. Brave the Wild is on it. And the crossover is on it. And Alex Raymer's uh, Without a Curse. The Boston uh, Red Sox show, of course. The Bean Pot is a blog that's on there as well. Boston, Boston Sports. Yep, we got it like that. Uh, the crossover, of course. New York Knicks, Brooklyn Nets, Australian guys. Rusty and PMAC, spectacular show. And it's, you know, it's a, and it's a very similar modus to myself and uh, Marcus the Forecaster and Timberwolves Explosion. Just, it's a duo talking about basketball that knows what they're talking about and enjoys what they're doing. So, very good listens. Don't forget the phone line, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention what show you're calling into, which is, of course, Purple Mafia. Statement, shout-out, comment, question, whatever. Join it. Enjoy the show once again. Sorry if I rambled a little bit at the end there. <laughs> but that's that's what radio is, I guess. You know, we're just talking to you. But uh, sorry if I ran a little bit long, a little back and forth with Green Bay. Oh, they're going to kick our butts, but uh, whatever. They're just going to win, whatever, right? <laughs> I'm doing it again. <sighs> 
Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show and then at Purple Mafia Show for the Twitter. Like and or follow those pages. Would be spectacular. So you guys out there, have a nice week. Hope for the best going into Green Bay. We'll see what happens. We'll be back to talk about it in episode number 128. Until then, adios.